Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from August the 24th, 1991. Once again, it's a new year, but the same old BTT coming at you this week. It's just Doc and I, and here's why. We are recording this just two days after the August 17th, 1991 episode, and Hopper is not with us because he'll be with us on our Clash of the Champions 16, which you can only hear us review on patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt it will drop tomorrow night february the third if uh, my calculations are correct on that note doc let me welcome you in ask how you're doing and see what's shaking in your world today so so harper's behind the paywall is what you're saying Harper is behind the paywall you know we should have done this a lot sooner like where we did the specials and stuff right now i mean we yeah, well, we've got, what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? But what do you think Harper does behind a paywall? Javorski uh, in, or is he circle, circle, dot, dot, or just general mayhem? I'm going to go with mayhem, although you've been pretty mean to him behind the paywall at times. Because <laughs> the last time it was a pay-per-view, a clash, he wanted to talk about the Saints and NFL, and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, bro, it's tuxedo night. We ain't talking about the Saints or the Cowboys or shit. Nobody, <laughs> were... likes shen- nobody likes shenanigans more than I do, but there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, but that's the thing. We still had shenanigans on that episode. It was just Hopper getting frustrated and swole up in the chest about some right. of the booking on that on that. If pay-per-view. he would just calm down and go with the flow, we know what we're doing. <laughs> Bro, he's like a butterfly, bro. That just fly, dude. We were talking about something serious: the death of Jay Briscoe, and out dude. of nowhere, he starts talking about Laverne and Shirley and her legs. I, you know, I'd like to really like you know drill Laverne. Wait, wait, what? Hold on, we're paying tribute to one of the great and, professional and- wrestlers of our time and great promos of our time, and you're talking about. Hold on, bro. Slow, slow your roll. Yeah, let let us do a little transition work before you start talking about plowing Laverne. Yeah, dude. I mean, and I gotta tell you, we've been we're still not happy. Uh, we're still upset that that about Jay Briscoe. You know, some people just like uh, thoughts and prayers and move on. That guy's leaving a hole in the wrestling business, and we've spent the last few days since we recorded the the last show since last week 
going back and watching promos and sending them to each other and cutting up because that's what we used to do when he was alive. And I think that's the best way, unless we're going to jump in and pay the, the man's bills for him. That's the best way to honor his legacy is to, to continue to enjoy the work he put out there. I totally agree. I mean, hey, look, I, I you sent me the cosmetically pleasing freaking promo. I'm not going to play the whole thing now, but I'll play this soundbite because it pops me every time. This is the Briscoes cosmetically pleasing promo. Go search it out on YouTube. It's there. But this line right here, just I came unglued. Well, excuse me, Mr. John Laurinaitis. I forgot this was a damn beauty contest. Cosmetically pleasing my ass. Free brother. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, go search out that promo on YouTube. The dude was a treasure. And um, more news has come out. Since, you know, we recorded yeah. that right when, I mean, it was only an hour after the story broke. So we did not know about his two daughters yeah. being in the accident as well. One of them, you know, maybe not being able to walk and was going into emergency surgery. So we didn't know any of that information at that moment. And um, I just... I hope can by the time this drops, wife? can it, can I imagine what his wife, she lost her I mean, husband and her two kids are messed up in the hospital. It, it is one of those things where look, it's gotta be hard enough losing a spouse, but then to know one of your children was critical at that time. And I'm not sure the condition now, again, we're recording this a few weeks in advance. And then the other one, um, wasn't you know was in the accident but i think they said she was ended up being okay i haven't seen the full report yet uh even though it is available i can't imagine what that woman's going through like her world well, in an instant just flipped let me ask you this yeah true yeah. You, your life can change in an instant but let me ask you this see i think in these situations it's not today and tomorrow that she's got to worry about it. it's five six months from now because when yes. you're in the, when you're in the midst of it first of all the shock of losing your spouse, but then you go into parent mode, which is this like, okay, what do we do? You know, you, you can't just fall apart when your kids have problems, you know, serious problems. You gotta, you know, you gotta step up and, and step into the situation and you kind of have that adrenaline rush that exists for like a long period of time along with the shock. It's not then it's when you sit down at the, at the breakfast table on a Tuesday morning five months from now and the kids are you know hopefully you know hopefully back at school or whatever and they're gone and you're sitting in that house by yourself and you go i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown yeah i think you said that's it. when it is okay I, I can't add anything you 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 nailed it with the way you just positioned that 100 so that woman that, and she's i read so i read i went in online and you know I like to be online. I have a strong online presence. Right, right, right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we're talking about something serious here. And you want to no, just at least no, you're not talking a, about plowing the burn. We're, we're, we're just a, a small flip. Just a little yeah, flip. At, at least you're not uh, talking about plowing Laverne. Uh, but proceed. no, no, no. I read the I read the news article from the newspaper up there. Oh, oh yeah. And so they closed down the schools the next day. Like his Jay's wife. So in that cosmetically pleasing episode, he talks about his wife being a bartender. Like, I thought she, she could quit her job bartending. 
But in the article, it says she was a secretary at the school or for the, one of the schools or the district, whatever. Mm-hmm. She was working for the school district. And his mama was a retired teacher who's on the school board. So, like, they're really, like, woven into that community in a deep way. And so, like, they closed down the schools and all that kind of thing. And apparently, it was a, a lady in the other lane that just came into his lane in a head-on collision. Have you ever seen a head-on collision? Not not in person, but I've seen it on video. It, it, it's... I've, I've seen one. I've seen one. I So, one day, me and a buddy of mine, you know, strong buddy of mine, that uh, you know, you know who I'm talking about here, my my main bro. Yeah, and we were driving along the road, and I'd say maybe it was the car in front of us, but it was like I don't know, 20 yards ahead of us, and it was a curve, and the car didn't cu- go with the curve on the other lane and crossed over and hit the car in front of us straight on, man. And you talk about a car that was going 35, 40 miles an hour. And then it ain't. It was violent. It was messed up. We pulled into an apartment complex like right there and got out and just made sure everybody was all right. And we had cell phones at the time. So what do you do? Somebody came out of the apartment because they heard it. And we were like, y'all need to call 911. And it was messed up, dude. It was like everybody was... People went to the hospital, but nobody died or anything. And it's no joke. Like, it was like, dude, that we got back in the car. We're like, that was, that was intense. And then me and the missus were going to eat dinner one night just a few years ago and saw another one in a different, well, a different part of, but, you know, and we called now. I was, we were the first ones to call 911 on that one. And like, we're like, yeah, we'll send somebody out. And dude, you come to a stop. Here's the other thing in the news article. Jay wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, I read that. I heard and the, I heard the, dri- the other drivers. Well, we grew up. We grew up when seatbelts were optional. They sure were. And, and when I say optional, nobody was forcing anybody to do anything. So nobody was doing it. Right. I mean, I my, the whole back seat when I was a young kid was my playground. Right. My grandfather yeah. had a, a, a Chevy pickup truck, um, you know, back when they didn't make the double. They just had single cab pickup. So he had three seats in there and all the grandchildren, you know, where we piled up when we went somewhere in the freaking bed of the pickup truck. Now, oh, you, shit, do, yeah. you do that today. I can remember being on the fucking highway doing 50 miles an hour in the back oh, of a pickup yeah. truck. They hit a bump and you go up in the air and they turn around and they're laughing. Bruh, I, I'm just saying it was a I was different like, What's world. What's funny about this shit? I'm holding on for dear life back here. What I, I fail to I fail to see the humor in this particular situation. You do that shit now? You, you're canceled you're, immediately. You're not canceled. They're putting CPS, you in prison. GPS, CP, what? CPS, <laughs> GPS, EPS. You, they're all coming after you. You're not canceled. You are in jail. Like if I, I really think depending on the jurisdiction, but if a police officer pulled you over and you had a pile of kids in the back of a pickup truck riding, like they pull you over and I'm pretty sure they'd haul you off. Now, I don't know I, what the charge so is. It depends on the jurisdiction. We didn't grow up that way. That's what but I'm now, saying. Yeah. I put, up, I put on a seatbelt without thinking about it. I don't I even do think about it. 
I do too. One of my cousins, his high school classmate, um, died in a car accident when he was um, uh, his senior year. Uh, he didn't have a seatbelt on. And that's not what made me start wearing my seatbelt because he was a few years older than me. But ever since then, I, I do it. I always look around. My kids, put you, before I even put it in drive, got your seatbelt on. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing Jay here. I'm just saying it's something that I always do. But I know, you know, Jay's a little younger than us. But um, I, I still but know people who don't thing. do it sick and Here's where I bet this is different. He's used to driving around the country and and hopping out the vehicle nonstop. Yep. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I'm going to drive to the back part of the farm. I ain't putting on no seatbelt. Come that, on. It's not even that he said that. I, I, I'm willing to bet just just like you, he's used to driving around the farm. He's he's in his tr- pickup truck and he's hopping out a lot and he's, you know, driving over here. He hops out and. I just, you know, I don't, I hate that people, I saw one person criticize him for not wearing a seatbelt and I'm like, you are a callous bastard. And the reason I think that is because, man, you just don't know, man, people like he didn't have a seatbelt on. That's not an indictment on him. The man lost his life. And here's the thing. The person who hit him head on, they had their seatbelt on from what I read and And they they died. died. So, you know, I get that a seatbelt. The first thing I thought, because, you know, we're dirty pricks, is, okay, it's 5 o'clock coming from happy hour somewhere. But you don't know. Maybe she had a seizure. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Did they ever say what happened with that woman? I, Again, it, there's probably, if, if they're going to do any toxicology reports, it may take a while. But the point is, everybody's got to report something the minute it happens. And I like that just in time news that we get in the world we get in. But sometimes you just got to get it right. I agree. I mean, if that if that lady was drunk, then she deserves what she you know, she deserves the shame that comes along with that. If she had a medical issue, God, that's an unfortunate accident. We don't know. Well, yeah. And that, that's and what I'm saying. Know, if you don't know. Maybe the place to go is not to go to Twitter or social media is to just keep your fucking mouth shut. Well, that's not what society does now, man. You know that. No, everybody got to tell everybody what we think we know. Yeah. I mean, there's on Twitter and Facebook daily. Everybody's got a law degree. Everybody's a doctor, a medical doctor. You know, like it's that's the world now. We all pass judgment. I mean, like when I say all, I include all of us, me, you. Well, you don't have no digital presence unless you're trolling from Mrs. Doc's account or some shit. But you know what I'm saying? We all we all we all we all kind of do it. I mean, we all think we're medical you know, personnel and and no, it's not how it works. It's sometimes you just got to relax have, and breathe. You know, we talk about a pandemic. We have on Dr. Blassie. Yeah. Bring a doctor. We on talk, and talk about, about deep it. southern wrestling. We may need to bring on Bo James. We talk about eating ass. Harper, what's up? <laughs> this is crazy. Circle, circle, dot, dot. I had a new listener not that long ago. It was like, what does circle, circle, dot, dot mean? I was like, brace yourself. Let me Come tell on, you. you ain't ready. Uh, well, well you, keep I, on listening and we'll tell you later. Yeah, I was like, all right, hold on. Brace yourself and I'll I'll, I'll tell you through email because it was an email. Yeah. And I was like, how'd you, he's feel? Talking- how'd you feel writing that in an email? <laughs> I was like, he's talking about um, um, spreading cheeks and eating bunghole. The person was like, wow, serious? (laughs) 
No, you know, you know the other one. I had another new listener who was like, "What's the Burger King thing?" I go, um, <laughs> "Actually, I've had, I've had a bunch of people ask me that one. Not just new, uh, but a bunch of people." And and uh, are they a like a new sponsor? All hell. It was like, "What's the what's the Burger King thing?" I'm like, "So here's the thing. Let me brace you. It's a kind of a play on the Von Erich thing from Smoky Mountain Wrestling." And, you know, it means if, you know, Doc or I have to, had to go back to Burger King, we joke that we'd have to do the Von Erich thing or Burger King thing. But we really wouldn't. It's just kind of a play on the Von Erich. I'm making sure that doesn't happen so that I don't yeah. have to. <laughs> Burger King is not a sponsor. They sponsored the scars that we have from our youth. <sighs> Did they? Jesus. But We were talking but, but, about but, it again. We were talking about it again on, on uh, uh, back and forth this week. And, and I, you just can't. Those those hellish, just terrible jobs you had when you were a kid. Like today, we're grown ups. We sit at a computer. It's like, okay, th- th- look, I, I am not. I'm not out, you know, slaying dragons and 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 uh, and winning Super Bowls like I wanted to when I was a kid. But man, I came up a couple of levels because I ain't flipping whoppers either. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's you got to keep it all in perspective. Boy, you ain't if you kidding. didn't do it, you don't know. And I'm not talking just about Burking. We, you know, if you worked it in fast food or waiting tables or, or some sweaty like blue. I mean, there's all kinds of blue collar jobs. A warehouse. I mean, Mullen Morton ain't ever getting out of that warehouse. But is that guy still alive? I, I mean, me and News and and Aya Gibson were talking about that on the live stream we did a few weeks back, and I don't think he's tweeted in almost two years. So I hope that dude's alive. Yeah, well, I'm bringing the show down again. Yeah, um, well, let but me back bring to it back, back, back to back to Jay. Let me just say one other thing, man. Like until we find out what the condition of was that lady, and again, we're recording this mid January. Uh, that hit him. I would just say, you know, hold off judgment of what the situation is, and if the person was high or drunk, well, that's a whole another conversation, and yeah. you know. But for now, like I, I haven't seen anything that confirms what was the condition of that person. So there's that. But another uh, and the last thing is, dude, seriously, R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Uh, screw Warner Media for allegedly not allowing them to do a proper tribute. I, I, Doc, I actually tuned into that show to see what they would do for Jay, only to find out as soon as the show went off air from. Pollock and Wei Ting that that Tony Khan was in planning on doing something specifically on YouTube um, and it seems to be that Warner Media would not allow a proper Jay Briscoe tribute even though they did show the black card at the front R.I.P. and him and then I think a couple of times on commentary the commentators made mention to him um, but they did not want to they would not allow a tribute from what I understand on air because of a previous tweet that was very bad a decade ago uh, from Jay Briscoe. But at some point, we got to forgive folks if they change. And um, I believe Jay changed. And I think it was just a mistake at that time. It was very not a good tweet. But I think the man in his heart, based on I know people personally that know him, like know him well. Um, I never met Jay. But the people I know that know him well all say he was a good person, good heart, was very remorseful of that mistake. 
Um, I think he even went out of his way to try to, you know, smooth things over, not just monetarily, but through his actions. And um, I just think it's unfortunate when a corporate executive won't forgive someone for something 10 years ago and won't allow a company to air a proper tribute on a cable television show that has a lot of eyes on it. I know it's only a million viewers usually, but still, uh, I hate that we got to go to YouTube to watch it. You know, I, I, I don't like that. And I just wanted to make that statement. I don't know if you knew about that part of it. Yeah, I heard about it. And it's very unfortunate. Again, here's a discussion. Here's a discussion that you and I had this week. People who take moral stances are usually selectively choosing their moral stance, meaning Boy, no they're, probably in, they're probably doing some dirty shit of their own. They're usually supporting some dirty shit and ain't nobody. And I mean, nobody perfect and ain't nobody clean. Now, if someone yesterday is yelling at my wife, the N word, I'm not going to forgive them the next day. But this was 10 years ago. And you're right, Doc. I bet you there's some executives in that company who ain't got a squeaky clean past. But we can't air a Jay Briscoe tribute episode because of a tweet from 10 years ago. Is it okay if we call you the N-word? Stop. Come on. Being serious right now. <laughs> Somebody did that once. Which uh, is it's happened which more is than the once. Fun, which is the funniest it's not funny. The saddest part of this show's history. And they've called hey, you racist, too. Can I bring it up a minute? Just for a minute. For yeah, a yeah. Yeah, bring it. Are we transitioning Look, away I from have... Jay now? Huh? Are we, still, are we still talking about Jay as you bring it up? No, 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 no. Gotcha. I don't know when this is going to air. And furthermore, I February don't third. Uh, whatever. All I know is that I made a prediction last week for what was going to happen with the Cowboy game. I don't know what happened. We still ain't played it. We probably got two more games to play after that. Oh, God. No. But here's what I want to do to keep the spirit alive. How about them Cowboys? Why don't you say it? It's fun. Why don't you say that? Say We're it. recording this before they play the 49ers in the divisional round. If say I give it. you some context about when. The, I'm not saying that. Just like Come you'll on, never bro. say who that. You should try it. You no, say I'm not trying who that all the time. This is more fun than who that. I don't. I, can I get a? Can I get the shout out out the way? Because we we did have a we do have a shout out. I got a shout out too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Darkaholics uh, spotlight in just a minute. So go you go right ahead and I'll I'll wait for you. Okay, I just sent you a text. You'll see it after after oh, this. You, you asked what Hopper was doing, but don't interrupt me as I do this. <laughs> um, again, this is just two days after the last show, so no new Patreon shout outs. But I do have one new five star review on Podcast Attic, and um, that. Uh, podcast attic review uh dave best dave ever dave for, we record these several weeks in advance so you don't have to tell me to make sure i check it i'm gonna check it. it and sometimes um they don't show up for a few days even after one posted so here's the five-star review this is best dave ever remember uh what best dave ever he's a long-time listener wonderful human being if you recall dave has listened to our smoky mountain review shows at least five times now he starts on episode one goes through 200 then he does it again and he drives a bus for a living so he gets a lot of listening time and we help him avoid doing the bk and, and von eric thing so anyway here's dave's five-star review on podcast attic uh if you like your wrestling spelled wrestling r-e-s-s-l-i-n-s wrestling your humor dirty and no ads every seven minutes and this is the podcast for you i found the show in the fall of 2019 and have been hooked ever since 
Doc, Mike, and Hopper truly do it old school and call it in a ring, which makes them the goats of podcasting. Others have tried, but no one, and I mean no one, covers old school better than BTT. Uh, that seems like a Ric Flair line at the end right there. Anyway, uh, thank you, Best Dave Ever. And uh, Dave is a very much promotes the show on social media. So be like Dave and retweet the show and be like Duck Bosard and retweet the show when I put it out there or on Facebook, share it. But I appreciate the uh, podcast that, attic review from Best Dave Ever. That makes them better BTT employees than I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, now... As I say that, again, no new Patreon shoutouts this week because we're recording this two days after, but you can become a patron if you want to listen to Hopper review the most recent or the next Clash of the Champions, which is coming out tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on February the 3rd. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to all our Patreon content there. We got to be getting close to 400 Patreon exclusive shows, so please uh, check out uh, our Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Okay, Doc, you said you had something. Um, speaking of Patreon, Patreon shows, my, uh, Latrell was asking me the other day, cause he's always curious about the show, but he can't listen to this. Come on. We need to have him on a show. No, no. Yeah. Like one that we do in person. No, we need to have Sasha on the show. That's no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So he was saying, how come y'all don't, you told me you do top fives. How come y'all don't do those anymore? I'm like, cause I'm always driving you around to some soccer shit. That's why. <laughs> He was like, oh, and that was the end of it. But anyway, he had some ideas, and they were what, it, you know, look, I ain't trying to do no top 10 Pokemon characters or whatever it is, you know, the top five NBA players. Nobody gives a shit. Go back and watch that on YouTube because that's what these kids watch. Bro. They ain't, TV's going away, just so you know. TV um, as we know it, because these kids don't give a shit about it. your cable TV, your stations. They want to watch YouTube videos. So it's already happening. Like, I mean, it's already kind of happened. It's in progress. Well, no, no, no. What I mean by that, when I say it's already happened is YouTube TV is a thing. Hulu Live is a thing. So these these streaming services, digital platforms, goddamn pal, they're already running live TV along with their catalog of anything and everything else that you can get from them. Okay, so hold on on to that for just a second. I want to come back to that because this is going to tie into our next discussion that I want to have with you. But let me just get my Docaholic spotlight out of the week of the week out of the way. Uh, this is going to be after the fact, but just know, I mean, again, you never know when you might need to hear some words of encouragement. Uh, we have a strong listener out there, uh, Beer Man. Uh, recently, I believe, lost his mama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, he gets the spotlight this week because um, you know that's your mama. You only get one of those. And uh, so hang in there, Beer Man. Have another beer for me. I'm doing dry January, by the way, during fo- NFL playoffs. Can you believe that? I don't believe it. He's full of crap, y'all. No, no, no. Here's the thing, bro. I've closed my Apple ring rings every day this month. Uh, 10,000 steps every day this month, except for one. I had like 6,500. I had to take a day off. My heel was hurting on my left foot. Dropped about four and a half, five pounds. New year, new me, bro. Is that what you're telling me? I watched yourself? that game. I watched that game the other night. Dry, man. You talk about like drunk, not drinking beer. I'm like, eh, this isn't that bad. I'm busy. I got life. You know, we get to like kick off in, in Tampa, and dude, I got the shakes, man. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm sweating. I'm like, I need a beer. This is brutal. 
<laughs> All right. Okay, so That's I want nice. to talk to you about something. Um, Vince. Bro, Vince has moved on the WWE like that shit was Poland in 1939, bro. This shit ain't going to be timely, man. I, I, I don't, don't know what you want me to say about it. Here's the thing. This is an what I'm about to say is evergreen. So don't get all mini mini. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Vince is coming back to run the company. It doesn't mean he won't sell it. It doesn't mean he won't. I didn't say that. Selling it is only under the conditions that he still runs it. So this is an evergreen tweet. He is going to run that business. Until he dies or he physically he's mentally incapacitated and can't do it. And even then they'll drive him to the office and let him sit at the desk like, a you know, and just like, no, nobody go in there and talk to Vince, but he thinks he's running it. Well, if you remember what I told you from Brandon Thurston, who's all over this story, he said his comment weeks and weeks ago, over a month ago now was Vince McMahon is not just looking for a seller. So when you think about who he wants to sell to, the question really is who will give Vince all the power he still wants. That's right. So just remember that part of this discussion as this, he may have sold it by now. They they may have announced something. Well, here's the thing. A sale, a sale is going to take a while. They may announce right. it, but the, the logistics of it will take months and months. But any sale is going gonna, is gonna to be contingent upon him staying where he is. Furthermore, just read this morning, he's bringing back people that left when he left, his VPs and stuff. He's bringing back his infrastructure, people that are loyal to him. Like this was an operator. I'm not talking about like in the creative. I'm talking about in the office. Yeah, I hear you. And so I don't, here's the thing. I don't know that Triple H gets booted. I think that Triple H could stay quote unquote head of creative. But once again, we're back to a position where well, who's calling the shots? Who's yeah. got final say on everything? Who's signing everybody's paycheck? The Vince is a shrewd businessman, so I don't put nothing past him when it comes to. And these, and these, these old baby boomer white powerful <laughs> dudes don't give a shit about retirement. So here's here's the only thing. I think Vince is going to sell it. I think Vince is trying to get it private because he's had enough of dealing with the shareholder pressure. And he learned a real valuable lesson by being forced out. Like, that can't happen again. I got to I gotta seal. I got to go through that door and seal it behind me. So that can't happen to me again. Right. He also, a couple weeks ago, but as of, recording today yesterday settled with the referee that that case has been out there for 30 years or more about the assault to get that off the ledger my only question is who he sells it to because the point is is that the real value of the company is the tv rights and that industry is changing like we just said with streaming services and so any if any content provider buys him and and swallows his product into the portfolio then what how do they make money 
Yeah, that's that's I don't know. I don't I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question right now. I think and that that's the issue. And f- apparently Fox lost their ass on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I've seen that report too. How much money, how much how many millions they've lost. Hey, let's put it on Friday night when everybody who's in the key demo is out trying out chasing ass. More in great idea. And stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Capital idea. Yeah. It's so we're going to continue to track this story. We're going to cover this story. We are in, industry insiders. Um, you know, I know. Hey, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When the boys are listening into the locker room, do we get all the downloads for those ears listening or just the one download for the for the wrestler that downloaded it? It's probably if it's just one device, it's just the one download. Because, you know, they're listening to us in the locker rooms. What what makes you say that? I, I need to hear your justification or your reason behind it. I should say because you keep telling me we're over. Oh, we are. We okay, are. Okay, so that's that's my. I, if we're over, we got to be over with the boys too. We're underground. That's the other thing. Like that's there's true. people. We're, the vo- there's, we're coming to you from the bunkers. There's people who don't look, man. I know this for a fact because I get messages. There's people who don't want folks to know that they listen to us because of the uh risque uh aspects of btt in hopper's wild takes of circle circle dot dot and many other things right because because these wrestlers ain't out there right just committing (laughs) crimes against all kinds of people and animals and traffic laws and shit These wrestlers go out there and commit all these crimes and then find Jesus. Get the fuck out of here. They find Jesus when they get old. Right. All right. Um, on that note, maybe Doc, we should uh, talk about some wrestling. Yeah, I got to share my screen with you. So give me a second. So yeah, this is the up. technically just to set it up while you're doing that. This is the uh, go home show. For the clash, because um, if you're following along at home. We're going to cover, as Mike said at the beginning of the program, August 24th of 1991. There is no show for August 31st, and then we get into early September and The Clash. So this is technically the go-home show. It is a very reasonable 49 minutes, which is always wonderful to see. A+. plus, A+. Plus, and highlighted by a tag team tournament semifinal of the Patriots versus the Enforcers. Remember last week we saw uh, Kazmaier and Steiner beat a one-man gang and the Executioner to make it to the finals. So we've got to get this clash ready um, tonight. That's what we're here to do, the go-home show, 8-24-91. Mike, um, over to you, buddy. Well, I was going to – I was going to – I'm glad you mentioned the August 31st show. There is not one. Um so we'll pick back Wait, up how WCW September seven. Let's just don't do one. Well, the other part is they did do, and I'd have to look because I'm sure I have it somewhere. I'm there was probably the you know the the worldwide going on, and there were other events happening that did air. It's just that you don't get a Saturday night in that week. Now I gotta ask you. I've been thinking about this lately, and I know we're a ways off. When Nitro debuts, are we going to switch from Saturday night to Nitro? I think we talked about that at one point. We're going to have to. But that's not till what year? 94? I thought it was 95. Was it 95? 
Bro, I, I get I get fact checked all the time, bro. I'd be feeling like I'm gonna break a kind of law or something because Bobby Murray, yesterday, uh, one of our longtime uh, Hall of Fame patrons. Brother. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Bobby Bobby corrected me on the power plant uh, this week because okay. Hopper said something last week about Eligante or two weeks ago. He was like, "Hey, didn't he get trained by the power plant?" I was like, "No, it's '91," and I knew there was a was a was a like training center because it was always my understanding that Eligante was basically trained by WCW because that's how they discovered him like playing for the Hawks and all that shit. But what I didn't realize was, I guess they called it the plan at that point in time. Um, and I didn't in particularly realize it was called the plan. So you're insulting Bobby Murray now, I guess long, long time hall of fame patron. You see Bobby, I got your back. I'm mentioning this because I saw it, but yeah, now on the nitro thing, Bobby's check clear this month. That's what Bobby, I need to know. Come on, Doc. <laughs> w- why? Uh, so we are, this is very, very timely. The first Nitro was September 4th. September 4th, 95. You're right. 95. So we're about four years away from the switch. So we got Saturday night until then. And some of those Saturday nights in 94 are rough. Uh, some of the, I looked ahead last night on these, because um, I've already watched The Clash. And because uh, we're doing that in three or four days with with the big man, um, I the rest of this year might be rough. I'm just gonna break that out. Nah, we gotta, I don't think we so. gotta get put it work on our flips and perfect our dives. Okay, fair enough. All right, on that note, August 24th, 1991, as Doc said, this is the go home show before the clash. We are in St. Joseph, Missouri at the Civic Center there in front of a reported 3,249 people, if you believe the internet. I always say if you believe the internet, because let's just be real. The internet is not a place for nuance. During this introduction, Jim Ross says a tragedy. He calls it a tragedy. Boy, that's not a good word for what's happening here. But a tragedy has befell upon Sting. And I love it. We'll hear, we'll hear more about that today. And we're going to get the last semifinal match in the tag tournament, which is happening. The Enforcers versus Chip and uh, Todd Champion to see who goes to the finals of the tournament. And then we pretty much immediately um, go on that note to, um, is it Tom Zink and Jim Boss? Oh, Doc. Um, What did you, you heard, did you mention, I quit listening to you there for a second. Pillman is back, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that. Pillman is back, and JR does say to Paulie, we'll hear more about that on the, uh, what is it, the WCW Control Center with Paulie. So there's that. Yeah, Pillman is back, and I guess we'll hear more about that shortly. Um, He never went away, but who cares, right? That kind of fell flat, huh? Yellow dog thing? Yeah. They didn't really do Yellow I mean, dog. I haven't watched the other shows from this time period, like in in sequence in many, many years. I don't remember if they did anything of importance with the yellow dog there. We based this on our viewing of Saturday night. And yeah, I don't know if yellow dog uh, really materialized in anything, but uh, Pillman is back, even though he never went anywhere. All right. On that note, Tom Zink versus Jim Boss, Z-Man. Z-Man lays on the mat with Boss the whole time. It put me to sleep. I woke up, then hit rewind, and finally caught the sleepy finish. Cross body off the top rope. Z-Man wins. I can't. Look at these two guys. 
What about them? You know what I noticed? Tell These me what two you motherfuckers britches are two thirds of a carton of sherbet. Oh, it's orange and that. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's like fuchsia or pink that no, boss that's has the raspberry on. Over there. You know how they get that raspberry done? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I wasn't following. Yeah, yeah. It is that kind of raspberry type yeah. look to it. These motherfuckers are two thirds of a sherbet carton. And yeah. that tells you how great this match is, because that's what I noticed. That's my only note. You yeah. know how they get that raspberry flavor, right? I'm not even joking about this. I don't know if I want to know the answer to this. It comes from this liquid called castoreum, I believe, that what is expelled from the anal gland of a beaver. Bullshit. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you the truth. Well, one, I'm not really a sherbet guy. I prefer ice cream, like real men. I like and both. I'm not picky. Here's the thing: when you, you know got my, little kids, I'm not. I'm not shopping for treats. I'm just picking on what they don't eat. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, you said a mouthful, especially when they're young. Yeah, gets worse when they're older too. But it is a yellowish exudate <sighs> from the castor sacs of mature beavers. Come on. All right. It is well, used in perfumes and a food additive. Hard pass. Let's get back it's to the rest. It's also used mostly in vanilla stuff. So a lot of times if you're vanilla, you know, it's not used a uh, lot, but you never know, man. You never I like know what chocolate. You don't know what you're like eating chocolate. in this world. I know. I like chocolate, though. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> okay. You made that Z- very clear to me. Z-Man Keep wins with a crowd. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Z-Man wins with a cro- uh, backdrop, nice-looking backdrop, and then a uh, crossbody off the top rope. And um, that's my notes from this. Rather just, ugh, I want to go to sleep. All right. On that, then we go to Cactus Jack, who, quick promo, but he basically has a statement to make. Come on in. Come on in. Would you like to know a secret? Because everybody wants to know why Cactus Jack is in WCW. And I'm going to tell you, it's because something real big is on the horizon. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have a tarot card. And I'm not going to read your greasy palms. But I'm going to make a prediction for the future. As long as I'm here, there's going to be a lot of people hurt. A lot of people hurt, and it could be you. So wake up and read the writing on the wall. All right. Cactus promises a lot of people are going to be hurt. It's kind of meat and potatoes, but I wanted to play it because there's really not many promos in this episode, even though I'm about to play another one shortly. Uh, Any thoughts on Cactus right there, Doc? He's always good because he's just so naturally ridiculous in a, like, psychotic way. I remember... You know, when he was in Dallas, just like, this dude is insane. And he just got better with it. He's different, man. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. He's different than everybody else. Yeah, there's nothing about him that screams, oh, I mean, there, there's no sizzle to this. Like Hopper would always say, there's no sizzle to the steak. He don't look like a million bucks. But when he hits the screen, you look and you go, hold on, hold on. I got to stop. And watch because what the hell's happening. All right. We then go to Jim Ross, who throws to a clip of Sting and the tragedy that has 
fell upon him. I got a lot to say about this, but I need to play the promo. So the video folks, the patrons out there, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, you'll be able to watch this with us. And then Doc and I are going to discuss this on the other side. Hey, um, hey. Here it what's is. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Let's you still find haven't out. watched that movie, have you? No. You should really watch Seven. It is a I, it is a fantastic movie. It's got a black guy in it, Morgan Freeman. Well, last night Harper gave me more movies to watch. Invasion did, of the did, Body what, Snatchers was one of them. Or some shit? What did he say? No, I did an episode with him and D Man talking about Good their God. top five sci fi movies. And let me Jeez, tell you something: zero, there are none. <laughs> let me tell you, that's not true. That's not true. I have a few. Weird Science. They live. Those are sci-fis to me. Anyway, Hopper, you ever want to get Hopper really going? Start so talking about top fives without me. Thanks, appreciate it. D man, right, Great. right, because you wanted to do a, a top five sci-fi movies with D man. I could have come in and shit all over y'all. Yeah, by the way, that's on Patreon for the people who hate, for the patrons who hate D man. Hey, <laughs> so D man gets to come in and do that shit, but he don't have to watch this episode and review it. Come on, bro. D man's been listening to us, man. Come on. Do you want to do an episode with Z, with, with D-Man one day? No. I got to say this. As much as you get on D-Man, he's a lot better than Z-Man. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let's he's let's dead, go now to... But here's a... Bro, let me tell you something. You are missing out on uncovering the gold that there may be in Hopper's sci-fi movie love. There is... There is gold in there if you and I were to take the patience to watch something like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or the thing to to like throw at Hopper. Because I'm telling you, while you and I actually I like sci-fi, but I'm not as gung-ho as them. But there are some sci-fi movies that I like. Like Planet of the Apes was one of my favorites, to give you an example. The you know, They Live with Piper. I, I like that. But they are like balls deep into it in in uh oh like I like Predator, um, like Terminator. I was a fan of those movies. But they are like gung ho. And Hopper just kept telling me, bro, you gotta watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm like, all right. I think there's some gold there, but it's gonna take you to devote two hours of your time to watch that movie. <laughs> On that note, let's find out what's in the box and what's ailing Sting these days. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to TBS and World Championship Wrestling. We're going to show you a piece of videotape that happened recently involving Sting. It seems as if we thought some of his adoring fans, perhaps some of the little Stingers, had sent him a, a huge present. And as Gary Michael Capetta requested Sting come to ringside and open this present for the world to see, what came out of that box shocked us all. We'll talk more about this situation, but now let's take a look at this very special videotape. Seeing now opening this giant gift, uh, allegedly sent by some of his adoring fans. They certainly have uh, done a nice job wrapping it. Most popular athlete in WCW and, hey, wait a minute. It's Abner the Butcher. The Butcher with karate thrust right to the throat. Abdul the Butcher, the bad man from the Sudan. Sting face first into the railing. The Butcher again. Obviously, Abdul the Butcher needs no introduction, but my question to you, Paul, who sent Abdul the Butcher to World Championship Wrestling to eradicate Sting? Whoever did must have a lot of money because Abdul the Butcher is a hitman that does not come cheap. Sting has a massive problem on his hands. As a matter of fact, he has two of them. 
who sent Abdullah the Butcher and Abdullah the Butcher himself. Van Sting will be competing. Bruised and battered or not in the tournament in the Omni tomorrow night, he's got a lot to worry about, including this man, Nikita Kola. Wrestling fans, the follow So, Doc, Abdullah the Butcher popped out of the box and attacked Kill him, Sting. Abby, kill him. The man who was a baby face with Norman, <laughs> the crew of Norman, and Ninja Turtle Norman is back. But this time he's bad. And JR wants to know who sent Abdullah to attack Sting in WCW. And Jim Ross and Paul E. speculate who might have done this. But Abdullah, after being a cartoon character, which I've heard Cornette defend, which is the weirdest goddamn thing ever, is back as a as as a heel attacking Sting. He's back to being Savage Abdullah. Uh, what do you think about all this? I think we're supposed to forget that that ever happened, and it was unfortunate because Abby's not a a, a, a baby face <laughs> okay. in real life or in wrestling right in real life or wrestling boy you nailed it just so you know um they don't i'm going to project something about this from what i remember this plays out pretty well i think they string this along good and tell a good story and i don't think we find out who it's not till like end of november early december when it comes out who actually is the one sending Abdullah or maybe others out of the box to a text thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, to me, it's a nice story. Um, the whole thing is well done and then we'll find out eventually, obviously, cause it's wrestling. Uh, it, it's much better than a black scorpion, but that's just my two cents. Um, anyway, doc, any other thoughts on Abdullah here? I prefer to have him in the, uh, in the promotion, the night. I thought you were about to say <laughs> the crew of Norman, but in the promotion, no. yes. God, that was so terrible. Him and, my, and remember, Rotunda, Abdullah, and Ninja Turtle Norman. Rotunda was Captain Mike. Ninja Turtle Norman. We're saying Ninja Turtle. He wasn't Ninja Turtle. He just had the Ninja Turtle gear on a couple times and we laughed. And Abdullah. Baby faces. What the piss. Um, but we litigated that last year. Let's keep going. The next match is from Lithuania, the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. It always makes me chuckle. From Lithuania, the Russian Nightmare. Uh, but, you know, back then, most people didn't realize those were two different places. Versus a gentleman by the name of Chris Wilson. Chris Wilson looks like a young, hard-body hopper out there. What do you think, Doc? Did you see that? the young hard body ran across the ring and jumped Nikita before the bell. I was trying to rewind back to it. Um, <laughs> he's the, what is he? Go ahead. He's, he's the baby face. Jobber. Well, all he's doing is taking directions from his bookers, but I hear you. Anything else from this? No. All right. A uh, couple other notes. Paulie and Jim Ross continue to mention the U.S. title tournament tomorrow night. That's taking place at the Omni, a one-night tournament where they're going to crown a United States champion. Uh, there is a big We Want Sting chant in the building. So no surprise there. But uh, this thing, 
I'd say it ends relatively quickly. We get the Russian sickle by Nikita, and then Nikita puts the old Cobra, uh, Cobra clutch on Wilson uh, after he pins him. So there you go. Doc, any thoughts on how this all went down, the finish, and all that good stuff? They're keeping Nikita strong for what I have no idea, but Boy, there you go. you ain't kidding. All right, so then we go to the WCW Control Center. Paul E. states that Brian Pillman has been reinstated, and we see some clips of Pillman now that he's back, although, again, he never left since he was Yellow Dog. But, you know, who's keeping track of stuff like that? And then I got a quick couple of promos to play from Ron Simmons on Luger. And let's uh, see what is going on here between these two. By now, I'm sure the world has seen Ron Simmons come out here big and plead with Lex Luger to confront me face to face. Well, when he finally has enough guts to come out here and do it, look what happened. He has some of those punks that are hanging around with him, Harley Race and Mr. Hughes, that knocked me in the head from behind. But that only shows me one thing, that I'm more of a man than you thought I was. If it takes three of you to get me down, just think of what it's going to be like tomorrow night in the army when we're one-on-one, when they won't be in the ring with you. I'm going to give you everything that's more than you've ever dreamed of. Coming from a poor black neighborhood growing up in Warner Robins, Georgia, this is a dream come true for me, to be even beat up for the world's heavyweight title. Every man in this sport dreams of being where I am now. I feel as if I've already won the belt, having an opportunity to be up for it. I'm going to prove to the kids of this world and all over, no matter what color you are, dreams are possible. And I'm going to prove to you by coming myself to pick you up and show you that I'll be ready when the bell rings. Ron Simmons has rented. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Simmons' uh, eh, it's about a minute long promo here. I, I thought he was fine, but what did you think? Yeah, they're building up the story. He, he came from hard scrabble beginnings. Just so you know, that is going to keep, they're going to keep bringing it. They're, they're going to make this a serious part of the angle. I mean, they're going to show him with kids and, you know, going back to his roots. And I forget if they go to like a boy's home or something. I seem to remember seeing clips on Twitter of that more recently. But anyway, you're going to see stuff like that um, from Simmons and building him up. And um, look, I'm here for it, man. I honestly think you could have did this with Simmons a year ago. Like. You know, I think about he would have had to have been a heel, but because Sting was champion, and I don't know how, if you really want to put him and Sting to get you know wrestling, but I mean he's been world championship material. Not saying he's going to win it coming up right now this year, but dude, Ron Simmons is real. He's a big motherfucker, and dude, he just looks. He, his promos ain't bad. I mean, he gets better than what he is right now, but I, he deserved it. All right, so we should gas up the vehicle and head to the Omni tomorrow night as this uh, airs. Um, we then see footage of well, Man Gang and Elegante. Well, Clash, it's like, shit, they should have shown that Omni show for the Clash. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything mm. is bad about the Clash either. I'm not, it's just... Mm. Let's just say we ain't Van Hammer fans, or I'm not. What? Dude, if that. if that guy would come out to smooth up and yeah. Still wouldn't work. No. He'd have to have the Jimmy Del Rey gimmick to pull it off. <laughs> like if you like I'm serious. I, I, I know people are gonna go, what do you it mean? It should be slither up in you. 
slither up in you. That's true. But no, no, no I want you to think about it, like for a second. Imagine Jimmy Del Rey. Hammer right now. Imagine v- v- Jimmy Del Rey being called Van Hammer. And him just doing the same gimmick the way he does it with the wiggle and all that. Dude, it it, it would work. The name the name would be irrelevant. It actually might be worse when you think about Van Hammer because then he can weave in, yeah, you know, the wiggle, the jiggle, the whole kit and caboodle, no. and then I drop my hammer. And it's like, oh, God, you really are a sleazy POS. I mean, it, seriously. But we'll talk about him on a clash. We continue. Um, for some reason, we're still parading out Oz here, even though we had him do a job recently, um, versus Kevin Grant. And, you know, God bless Kevin Nash for continuing with this. I guess he didn't have a choice, but it is what it is. Um, he wins rather quickly. Doc, any thoughts from this? My only thought here, and let's wait just a second, was these little fart sniffers at, in the front row. No, nothing is more annoying than like 8 to 12-year-old white kids at a sporting event. Jesus Christ. So you're talking about your own kids? If he's with his friends, 100%. (laughs) If he's with me, he's like asking questions about what's going on and why they're doing stuff. And he's got like, he's always wanting to figure out why the strategy is. But if he's with his other little fart sniffer friends, it's a... All right. So here's my note about this match. I have one. Kevin Nash comes out and completes the carton of Sherbert. Oh, with the lime tights. Yes. You know, you notice, you know, the wrestling ain't all that on this show. You're talking about tights and Sherbert. Well, now I want some ice cream. Cool, Hopper. What the fuck going on here, do, man? You talking about you need to tell tights Dr. and Sherbert? Sherbert ain't ice cream. You know, I've I've actually had. You and Darren have a lot of similarities. That's what's scary. I've talked to him on levels outside of wrestling and, you know, are we working the room, bro, or what? I've talked to him outside of stuff Come like on. that. He, if you say this, he he's a good dude. He He's a good dude. He's a grandfather. You know, he's, I've, we've had some talks about life and stuff, and he's not what he comes across as on this show. Um. And I think that's just because, you know, he went to war with you and vice versa at times. Oh, what the fuck, Hopper? We talking about work in the room or what here? I mean, and then this guy's talking about fucking, you know, he's sitting there talking about sherbet colored fucking trunks, bro. Oh, but bro, bro, come on, bro. He does do that, bro, too much. But I love you, Darren, if you're listening. I know you are. Um, Oz wins. Any other thoughts, Doc? Because I really got none. Zero sidewalk slam and then it's pretty much over and dude god bless kevin nash for doing this stupid gimmick it's so dumb it's Is so it worse dumb. than the next one he gets are you talking about diesel no he's got one after this which one's after this Vinny vegas oh shit i, I don't know how that slipped my mind I was like what well when i when i'm thinking the reason i said Diesel was because, I mean, basically he was just a bodyguard at first. It wasn't like he was, you know, anything per se. Um, you think, no, Vinny Vegas ain't worse than, dude, you know what it takes to top Oz? Think about the, the I mean, Trucker I want you to norm. think about that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about it, for you to say a gimmick that I, that Nash, Kevin Nash does to be worse than Oz, it would have to top the the monkey doing uh, the the Burger King yeah, thing. Yeah, bad, dude. 
Yeah, Oz is just complete stupidity. But we'll continue. We do get a look at the uh, WCW Top 10. Um, You know, I've been critical of it, but I do like that they do it. It's cool. I mean, especially when we think about, you know, us with the PWIs and always looking at the Top 10s. Then we go, excuse me, to the next match. It is Sam Cody versus Big Josh. And uh, another quick one. What do you think of this one, Doc? Sam Cody here. Sam Cody has a look. He looks like Manimal. Yeah. With tights on. Yeah. What do you think of Manimal's podcast? What podcast? <laughs> I know he's not listening to this. That's why I brought it up. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I can't ask questions anymore. What the fuck, dude? All right. You've been telling, you've been, you, you told me last week, and you're going to deny it now, but you told me last week, dude, your life is insane. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, I'm a you, guy, um, and I'm a guy who can sit and do nothing for days on end, and my life is insane. So I don't have time for anything else other than what I'm trying to get done. Yeah, I'm with you. Soccer so I don't know what you're talking about. No disrespect to anybody out there. Um, they did mention that Sam Cody here was a seasoned veteran, so I'm assuming he's a regional guy around the Missouri area. And uh, Big Big Josh Josh is going to be a big nope. He was better than this, but it is what it is at this point. Anyway, he's uh, making $150,000 to run around like the Mr. Brawny. So whatever. You think he was making that much during his time here? I think I remember Cactus talking about getting like 144 during this time. And like, that's why all these guys went through all this bullshit it's because a lot of them, like Austin and Cactus, were coming off these indies where they weren't eating. And it's like, well, shit, I'm making cash. Greg Serrata and Ben Martin, you'll, you'll know, posted in the Facebook group or on Twitter. Yeah, put it right both. there in that Facebook group. I'll come in and tell you if you're right or not. <laughs> tell us what Big Josh was making at this moment in 1991, August 24th. There you go. All right. Which is a shame because Brad Armstrong ain't making nowhere near that in – but then again, look what look how they treat him. Jeez. Dude, I think Brad was making like seventy five in the mid nineties. Which is a crime, but that's just my personal opinion. But they also threw stupid gimmicks on him, like bad like street and arachnoman. Like man is something else. We we ain't far off from that, but it's just what the piss. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll keep moving. Dude, later on, he's fucking buzzkill. Be- remember- <laughs> I love when he's a no-limit soldier. Jesus Christ. Swole told me he's... Swole always was was like... Brad was great. Like, oh, he loved Brad. Like, it's just so sad. Like, <laughs> what they do to Brad Armstrong? Hey, you know, let's All take right. Brad Armstrong and Brian Pillman are two decent looking baby faces who can work and throw them under masks. Right, right. Quiet. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Doc, you know, they're showing this commercial for these figures and mm-hmm. the WCW ring. We didn't have ring. merch before Bischoff came. Yeah, we didn't have merch before Bischoff. Well, Bischoff is here now, though. But he ain't but he's doing not in, nothing. I, he's right, he's right. still He's still thinking, do I need to go back to selling meat out of the back of a truck? 
Let me ask you a question. Do you think I'm a mark for wanting to start collecting the old WCW Galoob figures? Because I, I really kind of want to start, like, get my hands on a bunch of them. No. Does that make me a mark? Because um, I couldn't, hard, I, didn't, I didn't get him as a, a kid. It's a hard because, like, so, it's interesting that you said that. Because the boy is starting to get into cards, and cards have changed. And it's for it's for our age, not for them. And so he's struggling with it because he doesn't have the money to, like, do anything. He knows he can't get to the cool stuff. But he wants to be involved. And I went to the to the local shop over, right before the holidays to get him some something to open it, at, you know, some packs to rip at Christmas. And I'm looking around stuff I had and stuff. And I was like, dude, I would have killed to have this when I was a kid. And it would be right. no problem financially for me to go. I'm going to do that. And for some reason, I can't. And I don't know you mean why. do it for him. I don't know why I'm not doing it. And probably a lot of it is, I just don't have time. So that all of that is to say, look, you ain't, I mean, there's a difference between you and I going out and getting a little piece of our childhood that we couldn't, you know, afford back then and Harper, who's still buying toys today. Well, I think there's some people without kids, man, it's fucked up. Yeah. People yeah. our age without kids are like, into Legos more than the kids are. And my kid has like a ton of Legos. Oh God. He's got whole friggin' room full of them. Yeah. You came over, you saw that he's got like this table with the whole Harry Potter village, like set up and shit. Dude, he's got everything. When it comes, I mean, my daughter was into Legos though too. Like she was a big Lego person. Um, she's but, grown but out of it adults, now, man. I, I know adults that are like just that's what they do. They get like a, a six pack of beer and build a, a Lego set on a Friday night. I mean, if that's what you want to do, well, then do but it. But it's like, don't, don't want, don't, you can do that. It's a free country, but then don't come to me and ask why you're single. I don't know, bro. When you're an adult and don't have kids, bro, that's a license to, to do a lot of shit you can't so my, do when you got kids. So my whole thing is, first of all, you buying some old toys ain't hitting puppy dogs. It ain't hitting children. It ain't messing with women. And it ain't costing me any money. So you do you. But I'm not judging you for it either. Like some of you be like, man, that's dumb. I ain't judging you for that. Now you 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 turn a whole room in your new mansion <laughs> over there into a galoob toy display. I might look a little side eyed on how you're treating the square footage of your home. But you know, go get you some toys and and play you know you can't open them though you gotta leave them in the box um well i don't know i mean we got listeners like bro we got one listener jeff jewett man he sent me his collection oh, he sent it to you i mean like he showed me pictures of it and oh he sent I, you pictures See, you i'm so impressed by the shit that he's got he's got First off, he lives up north, so he's got like a basement, so he's got plenty of room for you know. We I don't know if people realize this where we live, you you only get shit above ground. You ain't got shit below you. Like you can't I can't build and a I basement here; it's too sandy. Is that why they don't have basements here? It's one of the reasons is the soil okay. types. Well, my point I had is a basement like, when we lived up in Oklahoma for a couple of years. We had a basement and it flooded. Like it was neat because a couple of times we had tornadoes come through and we went down in that basement. But it would fl- it, it you can't seal them right, and they flood. Okay, like, I see. I, I didn't like, know. That's why I was asking. We had to have like a sump pump to like clean it out. 
Well, what I, so my point was like, I I, I want to say I think it was his basement, but like I've seen like Jeff's freaking collection, and he's got the God, he's got so many figures, and I find that awesome. Like I I wouldn't want that many, but I, I definitely would want like a good bit. Let me say it. Well, like I that. got my I told you I got my Nintendo out. We've been playing some old original Nintendo games. Um, I still have my Atari and those games. I have a ton of the valuable sports cards I had from the the 70s and 80s. I still have my dad's cards, baseball cards from the 50s. Um, so it's not, I, I get it. I get the allure. I get the 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 excitement of it. It's just I I don't feel like I have the free time to have fun anymore. This is my this is my hobby. Yeah, yeah, I say that all the time. People are like, well, what's your hobby with this? Yeah. I mean. And, and like, even then, real. like, instead of getting my run on and staying healthy, the other night at soccer practice, I stayed in the car and watched The Clash. Yeah. And took notes uh, yeah. in the dark <laughs> with a little reading lamp on my little gimmick that I take notes on. Yeah, when I'm running errands sometimes with the kids, I'll pull it up on my phone and yeah, and uh, you know while they're doing what they got to do, I'm well. I got one driving now, so that's a little Jesus different. But Jesus Christ, we'll get into oh, that some other time. Uh, we're bruh. here for the semis, bro. Yeah, we are. Let's continue um, because we've been talking, but there is a match going on. It is the Patriots. So Firebreaker Chip and Todd Champion versus the Enforcers in a semifinal match uh, for the World Tag Title Tournament. So the Patriots have made it to the semifinals. Uh, Jim Ross, this this killed me. I, and I'm not mad. I know what JR's doing. He's trying to sell us. Jim Ross compared this match to when Joe Namath guaranteed victory oh, I, against the big favorites, the Colts, in Super Bowl III, that. saying that's the type of odds that the Patriots are up against here against the Enforcers. Now, hold on. I don't disagree that Arn and Larry Zabisco were not going to lose this match. We knew they were going to win. But a little bit of hyperbole here from JR comparing that to this. But I applaud the effort, in my opinion. What did you think? That was 25 years prior. Which is crazy because this right here is 31 years prior to where we're at now. Uh, Where is the nearest Burger King, bro? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. But yeah, I hear you, man. Um, okay, what, what else? What did what did you have from this one? The crowd's into it. I will say. I wanted to say that before I throw it to you. I'm Crowd to is read. really into this. Oh, I know what I wrote down here. I couldn't read my writing because you know, you know, whatever. Bro, I'm telling you right now, you and Harper are more complimentary of the Patriots than I am. And I'm not down on it. I'm just telling you. They're good workers, man. Okay, whatever. They ain't stars. Don't get me wrong. No, no. I mean, And they should go in the back. They should have gone up. They better have gone up to Larry and Arn and shook their hand and said thanks. I'm sure they did. I mean, I'm sure they were respectful. Okay. Um, have you noticed that Champion last week was wearing a shirt now he's wearing no shirt and he's wearing a singlet under pants at the clash he's still trying to find his voice here yeah i mean it makes sense i get it i get it you know he's well not everybody can wrestle in a mike vick jersey okay that's a unnecessary 
that's an unnecessary bro i was i don't get why people get like i i, I had a friend of mine ask me that he's like how can you put that on as a saints fan i'm like okay well one i put it on at the height of his uh dog killing um saga you're dirty that was the reason that, by the way that's that's the reason i put the vic jersey on two uh have you ever done anything that you don't want to do because it earned you a little money like you go to a shoot job every day i don't ask you why you do that you do it to pay your bills i wasn't paying my bills off of independent wrestling bro we every day we're like why are we doing this i don't want to do this anymore right well you know i got i got i know some folks who like are really dumb and will tell you that if somebody offered them 20 grand to put on an Atlanta Falcons jersey and pose with it, they wouldn't do it. And I'm like, you are a effing moron. That is the easiest 20 grand you'll ever make in your life. I'm like, are you fucking, oh, what, what's wrong with your head? You have your head examined if you have And the guy, here's the other thing. The kind of people that would say that are so delusional and dumb that they don't have another way to make this 20 grand. So they really do need to smarten up and take that money. I have one particular friend I know was told he said he wouldn't take a half a million dollars to do that. I'm like, you have lost you. I'm like, what kind of stupidity are you trying to state here? What do you bro? Do you know what a half a million dollars would do in my life? Money I would take to put on an Eagles jersey. I don't know. You call Jaworski, uh, Cunningham. Reggie White, you name who it is. I don't give a shit. All those fucking pricks. But I'll take a picture with Phil Allen wearing whatever Phil Eagles jersey he's got. How you much do it for do you think bucks. the lowest price? A <laughs> hundred bucks? Well, it depends. Do I have to go anywhere? Because then I got to factor in trans. <laughs> okay. Uh, no trans involved. No trans involved. For you to take a picture of a Philly with you have to you with a Randall Cunningham jersey on, Mm -hmm. taking it with Phil Allen with Phil Allen throwing the bird up and you just sitting there like whatever. Okay, probably how much would you take for that? But that says more about how much money I have because there was a time when I would have done it for ten bucks. Exactly, that's the point. But if you got up to 500 or 1,000, I'm like, yeah, relatively speaking, I ain't that rich. Come on. Let's get this picture taken. Hurry up. I don't like taking pictures anyway, so let's hurry up and get this fucking shit over with. That's my point. So on that note, let's go towards the, go towards the finish of this really a really good matchup. This Todd was a good Champion. match. This was uh, – th- we're going to save the show here. So I joke about – we joke about this team, or Harper does, and we do – but Todd Champion takes the heat. He really looks good doing it. Like, they beat him up, and he's a big dude, so it's kind of impactful. He makes the hot tag to Chip, and all four guys end up in the ring. Arn then uses the ropes for leverage after Larry Zabisco hits Chip in the back of the head, and Arn pins Chip, and the enforcers move on in the tournament. And, again, the crowd is into this. They really liked it. I thought this was a nice semifinal matchup, and – yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I think that uh, Firebreaker Chip and Ty Champion uh, told Arn and Larry, thank you, after. I mean, it was good. Any other this thoughts? It was a good match. I, I really, you know, again, I'm telling you, this is dark period. Like, I watched The Clash. I ain't ever seen any of it before. Not one second of it had I ever seen. This was good, man. 
good stuff and, and um i gotta tell you how good larry and Arn are jeez they are veterans who know what the piss they're doing and it was great i mean serious it was it really really was all right so we come back from commercial uh, or oh, did you have any other thoughts on Arn and larry moving on no they're in the finals now against kaz and rick steiner I love when we use first names. Like I get tweets from Mikey at DFW. He's like, "Oh, you know what are we doing here? We're gonna call Arn and Larry and say." <laughs> I, I love say, Mikey. He's a good. I dude. say we for the Cowboys and Mavericks too, but I ain't on the roster. Yeah. All right. Let's go now to Lex Luger and Harley Race. Uh, they are going to be cutting a promo, and uh, let's hear what they have to say. Here it is. He dangerously is standing by with the heavyweight champion of the world. All right, Ross, you talk about intensity. It is hot right here in the locker room with Harley Race and the total package Lex Luger. Mr. Use the bodyguard at the door because your enemies have united. Tomorrow night, Harley Race in the Omni. The heavyweight champion of the world, Lex Luger, will take on the All-American from FSU, Ron Simmons. You know, I don't care where Ron Simmons is from, nor do I care if he's coming there with a busload of kids. Simmons, you should have learned your lesson. When you play with fire, you're gonna get burnt. When you touch the total package, you're gonna get hurt. You know, Ron Simmons, it's just a small taste what you've just seen was coming down when you mess with the total package Lex Luger, the heavyweight world champion, the man of the hour. What everybody's talking about, who everybody's talking about, because Ron Simmons, you made a lot of noise. You got our answer. You get even more in the Omni. It doesn't matter where, when, or how. The total package is going to dominate the 90s like never seen before. You can bring 10 busloads of kids. You can be a four-time All-American. You can be a four-time Heisman Trophy winner. But this Ron Simmons is about wrestling. And the total package, Lex Luger, is what wrestling is all about. I'm in the driver's seat, and it's going to be done my way. Tomorrow night in the Omni, August 25th, the greatest American bash of all time. Lex Luger, Ron Simmons for the heavyweight championship of the world. And now, because he said so, we're going back to the ring. I'm ready, man. Let, um, on my way, Doc, let's gas up the vehicle and head towards the Omni. That's and, the same promo from last week, isn't it? Was it the exact same? I think it was. And it was where, you know, Heyman slipped and said tomorrow night when he meant they played it the wrong That's week. That's right. Okay. You're right. I watch too much wrestling. <laughs> I'll be forgetting some time. <laughs> you, you are, listen you are to right. everybody. He just said he hates wrestling. I said I watch too much. I didn't say hates. Uh, speaking of hates, Doc hates PN News, who's out here versus uh, Orin Jones. He's out here against the champ. First off, he's not out here against the champ, but okay. Orin. I, I did pop that. I mean, I was at Hooters with Orin the other night. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> this I mean, is Harper not the champ there. Harper was there but Harper just likes to tag along with us because he, he thinks he's cool and shit <laughs> bro you making fun of the champ man the champ is becoming a very popular person with this um this young oh, rock oh yeah thing. I showed I, I, I told them when we they, the kids like young rock and I showed them the champ on uh, young rock this is fucking crazy man I've known that dude for so long, and he's on a fucking TV show playing Stone Cold. Oh, my God. All right. 
Uh, Orrin Jones versus PN News. Uh, it doesn't last long. News wins with a belly to belly and then the broken record off the top rope. And then we get a news wrap at the end as he's blown up after his two minute match. Um, any, any thoughts, Doc, on PN News here? Almost oh. fell off the top at one point. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Bro, he looks like he's <laughs> like a comet coming out the sky. That is a shit coming off the top of the ropes. Oh, he, that, that impact is not light. All right. And now. And, that, and now he raps. Um, do you want me to play this last promo? Or, or the, the close? The close of the show. Paul E. and J.R.? What did they say? All right, let's go to it. No politics, bro. Here it is. News involved that big card, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow night in Atlanta's Omni. Now, don't forget, tomorrow night, 6.05 Eastern Time, we will be back with you for the main event. I hope you'll join us for that one. It's going to be a tremendous night, and we're going to be talking about the Omni event. Remember, Paul, it starts at 8 o'clock. Now, a lot of we've seen a lot of strange things the last couple of weeks in this broadcast. Sting, attacked by Abdullah Butcher coming out of a box. My question to you again, who do you think is behind this motivation? See, I can't figure this out. Not even Donald Trump has enough money to pay Abdullah the Butcher to come to World Championship Wrestling and annihilate the Stinger like he did. But tomorrow night in the Omni, when the Stinger comes in a tournament for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, what can Abdullah the Butcher have in store for him then? Plus, ladies and gentlemen, Ron Simmons brutally attacked. We saw that last week by Lex Luger. Uh, Simmons now... All right. Um, we're talking about the ex-president here, not having enough money to pay Abdullah to do what he did. And uh, that's why I said, uh, let's keep it politics free. There's nothing uh, political there. So if you weave politics into that, you did it. Right. Because it's all about the context of the time. Um, you know, Trump being able to pay this man to do what he did. Um, and actually, Corny has been more political when he was still with the promotion than most people because he would remember remember the clash with um uh in Texas when Sting got hurt. I mean, he's talking about the illegals jumping the fence whoa, and whoa. bruh, he was Corny was going off. It, dude, it was Cornette made multiple political statements if, if on that clash all, of the champions. If all humans, then no one can be alien. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, of course, you had to make a political statement. <laughs> All right. Um, so on that hey, note, man, we need. We got to get these borders. I mean, they're just open borders. <laughs> Stop. Don't. By the way, uh, the uh, redneck skit we did multiple weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, the people were laughing at uh, us breaking it down. I don't even remember. Was it I, funny? Let me. I was about to do the Tommy Rich. Hold on. I was like, hi. 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 Let me tell you something, Doc. All right? Look here, man. I ain't trying to say I'm right. Look, I ain't racist or nothing. But, I just don't like I'm with my family. Well, well, well hold on, brother. That that wouldn't make you racist. Now, it ain't the same thing. I just think your kind should stick with your kind and mine should stick with mine. Brother, you just... Said a racist statement. I ain't racist, man. I just don't believe in mixing the purity of my white blood. Uh, okay. Brother. <laughs> All right. On that note, hey, let's but, keep but that's why That's what makes this show so great is that we're such a melting pot of people from across the spectrum. 
listeners especially. Boy, we got every we got every demographic covered, man. All right, on that and, night, and it's we need a- it's important. Like black people are different than white people, and white people are different than black people. And there's some things that you know we all share. Everybody's trying to you know navigate these women in our lives and probably get some kids raised up without becoming criminals and make some. But there's some little you know nuances. You know, you came to my house, you're like, that's some white people shit, which was pretty pretty rude, if you must know. And that was uh, some white people shit. Okay. So it's important that we learn about each other. So it's not so crazy when we, you know, it's like the more we know about one another, the more we learn about one another, the the, the harder it is to just hate somebody for some stupid reason. There ain't a black household in America, whether rich or poor, would have what I saw in your kitchen. I'm just saying. He's getting mad. Mrs. Doc is pissed at me too for that statement. I know. She cool. she she harbors a little resentment at you for that. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna lie. And and she still didn't say with cheese either. Okay. You were trying you were trying to come over and watch the cowboy game and I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea that you come over. She might turn the garden hose on you. Wow. In the drive. Is that what we're doing here? I'm just saying, bro. You made fun of her likeness. She's all about the. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> all she, right, let's keep. She, she got her feelings so hurt when you said that. She went down to the bur- to the Burger King and got a grape soda. <laughs> okay. black. All right, let's keep moving. Um, no ice. So no ice. So this show wraps up the, on the that particular and the note. Sister does not like ice in their fountain drink. That's not always true. Nothing's always true. It's they like true light ice. I say it. I like light ice. I don't want you filling my cup with ice. ice, man. Yeah, light. I don't need a ton of ice. We need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Uh, before we do so, as a reminder, if you would like to, I don't know if you would like to, but remember, the only way to listen to our Clash review, which is Clash 16, boy, we've already done 15 of those suckers, on Patreon is by going to tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. It is a great way to support the show. Not only are you supporting the show, but you get a ton of of content in return probably close to 400 plus patreon episodes and when i say patreon episodes for most of them especially like the clash you'll get a video version of the clash along with an audio version as well so there you go tinyurl.com slash patreon btt enjoy over 400 plus patreon exclusive episodes that you and only you can listen to at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt now we need to rate it and hand out some rolexes doc uh let's uh let's start that process what are you going to rate this thing it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. 45 minutes. 49 minutes. Mm-hmm. They backed the commercials out of it, too, so that made it even shorter. That, that oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give this a – I really like the la- – not the last match because that was PNU's, the, the, the second penultimate match, the second to last match. The uh, tag team tournament semifinals. I like that match. That, so I'm going to give this a B. And, and for all intents and purposes, that that was the the main event. To be honest with you, PN News wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you gave it a B. Did you say B? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Doc gave it a B. I'm going to give it a. Um, I'll give it a B plus, dude. 
these shows with as much stuff as we have to go through in life and work and be busy these 49 minute episodes are a blessing. simply uh, I, I can't explain i know it's hard for some folks who don't have children you, you just don't have the experiences we have when you got a when you got children and you got shoot jobs when i see a 49 minute episode for the next week i'm like jesus sweet be, sweet baby jesus thank you it's just especially in a week when you got the clash too that's the other part of it you know you got two to get, two to get done so b plus on that note we need to hand out a rolex um doc told me earlier he's going to give it to pn news um is that still correct or someone else? No, that's changed. Okay, changed. All right, who are you giving yours to? Abdullah, because he attacked He's on the list. He's giving it to Abdullah, Abdullah and whoever the mystery person is that sent, sent Abdullah to, to attack Sting. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm going with Abdullah. Yeah. Are you going with Abdullah for real? Yeah. I, I'm giving it to two. I'm going to give it to uh, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco for their work in that quote unquote semi fan against the uh, semi main event. They were the on Patriots. the list too. Yeah, they were good. They were good. All right, Doc. Uh, anything else? Um, what else we got to talk about before we get out of here as we close out another spectacular edition of Saturday Night on TBS from August the 24th of 1991? You got anything? No. Nothing? What am I supposed to have? Oh, okay. All right. Well, again, if you want to listen to our Clash review, you got to go to Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And as always, if you are hurting for money and you would like Aren't to become and, and, are, and are dying to try out our Patreon content, I would just say email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com. Um, and ask me how you can take advantage of becoming a patron for free for one month i will hook you up all you got to do is email me now there's some things you got to do uh one you got to have a paypal or a venmo but email me i can hook you up with a free patreon membership booking the territory gmail.com don't send me a dm on twitter or facebook i rarely check them i don't have facebook messenger on my phone so don't dm me there Email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com. Best way to get in touch with me and the show, and I'll hook you up with a free month if you're dying to try us out on Patreon. All right, Doc, I don't think I have anything else. I think we've run the gamut this week. A uh, fun episode. We got into, I don't think we got into the wrestling part until like maybe 35 minutes into it. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We didn't get into the Saturday night portion until about 35, maybe 40 minutes into it. But uh, this was fun. Enjoyed it. Uh, if you don't have anything else, why don't you do what Harper normally does since Harper's not here, but he'll be on the clash and uh, hit that tagline and let's ride off into the sunset. How about them cowboys? Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. Book it, bitch. Oh,